show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Yesterday was not good. Not a good day. Uh, this happens to me from time to time. It, getting old sucks. I mean, we can all agree on that. And uh, uh, the new thing that manifests from time to time is when I haven't fueled my body appropriately with the right food. Now, honestly, I haven't really taken great care of my body in terms of the food I eat for quite some time. But if I were to do that, what happened yesterday would not have happened. Side note, tangent number one, I ran into my Armenian brother. Uh, He's like the antithesis of me. He's in shape. He takes care of himself. Dan Omedian. And I see Omedian at the gym. And uh, he's the guy who at the Grand Rapids Half Marathon, he actually works for the marathon where he holds a sign that says uh, uh, 830 pace. He's a pacer. And he, you know, no big deal. Just starts the race. And uh, he keeps it steady at 830 a mile. And you and he runs holding this little sign, which to me seems ridiculous. That would be annoying to carry a sign while you're running. But, he, you know, every mile you're hitting 830 and all you got to do is stay with him and you'll get that race done at in 8.30 a mile. That, that's awesome. It's, you know, race has pacers. Because, oh, yeah, I think I'm either going to do the 8.30 group or the nine-minute-a-mile group. I go, that's my group. He goes, I remember you last year. And, like, for the first six miles, I hung with him and then just crashed and burned. It was terrible. I've done that same race and hung with the seven minute a mile group. What an asshole I am. Again, it sucks getting old, but that's a, that's an excuse. I should still be able to run seven minutes a mile. That is not unheard of for a 52 year old man to uh, bury a half marathon, a uh, sub an hour 30. It's only a state of mind and only a lazy shithead like me would well I, I don't know takes a lot of work but uh so i see omedian and he's like uh, i go yeah hey uh yeah i'm i'm working and uh aram says what pacer would you be eric if i was a pacer well i i mean how fast can a bike go what's walking pace Two miles an hour? Could I Could I do that? Hey, stay with me. You'll get this race done in a day. Um, all right. Megan says, I ran my half marathon at 1230 a mile. So what? It's about getting, it's the mileage. You're, you're getting a half marathon done. Steady Eddie wins a race. So, uh, he goes to me, uh, I'm talking, he goes, so have you, you've been running consistently? I said, yes, I have done that. I have been running consistently. And, uh, before I said that, I go, I've lost weight. I'm down like, uh, 15, 16 pounds. I'm knocking on the door at 170. And he says, um, is that diet exercise or diet and exercise? I said, exercise, no diet. 
I'm just grinding. I'm just increasing the uh, uh, calories burned. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, oh my god! I. It, it's not bad. I don't think I've eaten uh, anything normal in months. Just ridiculous. Nothing. It's just shove it in my mouth. Jam it in there. I love it. Hang on. Coffee. One more and then I'm good for two hours. Before I get ahead of myself in this story. um, Send me an email for Dear Meathead. If you have a question for dad. There's a good one from Aram that I can't wait to read. But if you have a question for dad on Dear Meathead. I will need those. Eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. So, uh, you know, I, Omedian, I'm like, yeah, man, it's, uh, it has nothing to do with, with uh, diet. Uh, and then I said to him, we're talking about losing weight and running. Remember uh, on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, Ben said recently, and he goes, I, I, I said I wanted to lose like five, six, seven more. Um, you know, be for the race. And he goes, I, I can't imagine that would make a big difference. And, uh, I was talking with Dan about that. He goes, Oh yeah. Okay. You add that to the 15 you've already lost. Imagine strapping a 20 pound sandbag around your waist and running how hard that is. That's what you've been. That's what you were doing, but now you've just lost it gradually. So no, it makes a hell of a difference. Every pound matters. Every ounce matters. Come on. So occasionally, though, this will manifest where I I, uh, I really, really eat poorly during the day. I mean, every day is shit. But in particular, yesterday, uh, like early in the day, I had like a, a sandwich. And then hours pass. And then uh, he, it's getting to be like 5, 6 p.m. And uh, I'm like, well, let's uh, let, let's go running. And the, the plan is a uh, drive to the YMCA, uh, run outside, run away from the YMCA, three and a half miles out into Granville, Michigan, turn around, run back. That's about an hour and 10 minutes of running uh, for me at that pace. I usually keep it between nine and 10, closer to 10. And then uh, go lift a little little weight action and then go home. All right. And um, so the good news is Diana is there. All right. And she's working in the kids zone. She helps out from time to time at the YMCA. And thank God, because this was a drag. I take off and about... Three miles into three and a half minutes out, three miles into three and a half miles out, I start to feel terrible. Like I have no energy and I can, I'm starving. I'm hungry as hell and my legs don't want to move and my brain is fading. And I have ascertained over time that when I am out of whatever it is, glucose, glycogen, I don't know, something to do with sugar. I just tank and can't do, I can't move. And so 
here I am three and a half miles from the Y. I got my phone with me. I'm listening to music. And, uh, and then I'm like, I I'm exhausted. I can't, I can't do this. I'm not going to be able to do this. This is going to mess me up bad. And so I've had this happen before I recognize that shit. And, uh, so then I call Diana and I go, actually, I, te- I text her, go, Hey, can you come get me? I am, I'm stranded and I haven't been stranded in forever, but it does happen. Josh says you got to pack an emergency goo on these runs. You knucklehead. Oh, I, I know. I know all this, man. But do I do that? No, no. Goo is that stuff in a little tinfoil uh, container, little package, and it's loaded with sugar. And uh, when you're running on a, you know, if you if you are in a spot where, hey, I'm running on energy, you eat one of these. It's like it's like jizz. It's terrible. I, I mean, I don't know what jizz tastes like, but I mean, I would guess that it tastes better than what you put what goo is. So, uh, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So. Uh, I, I didn't have a goo and, um, I'm just dying. So I call her up and she goes, yeah, I'm on my way. I go, thank God. So minutes later she shows up and, uh, she she goes, where are you? I go, I just clicked the, uh, find my app because we all are on the same app where you, anybody can see where I am at any one point in time. Anyone in my family knows my whereabouts and I know theirs with the exception of Jim. Okay. Even Justin, Justin even gave us his whereabouts. So I know where he is at all times. So she just hits the button, follows the blue line, picks me up more on the find my app in a second. A thought just popped into my head. I see the car coming down the road. She pulls over and uh, she immediately gets out of her car as I'm walking up to it. And she's digging around in her, uh, her backpack that she takes into the school. And it was, it was, uh, I felt loved. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I felt really loved because she knew that I wasn't doing that well. And she has in her backpack, a candy bar and some, uh, 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 animal crackers, like the, like the frosted kind. And, uh, and, uh, she goes, come on, get in. I got these for you. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so great to be loved. This is so awesome. I'm so glad I married you. What a, I, I this is fantastic. So then I, I just sit down in the passenger side. She takes me back to the YMCA. I, I eat all the, eat all the animal crackers, eat the candy bars. I'm like, oh my God, you saved my life. Thank you. And I, she didn't, I mean, it was fine. I, but uh, I mean, seriously though, it could have been bad. It could have been bad if I, if she wasn't there. But, uh, yeah, lesson learned again. Now it comes up that, um, you know, I've been saying for, for weeks that, uh, you know, there is no chance that I am going to beat Mike ball. And by the way, I did make contact with the folks at the AT children's project. So you will very soon be able to make a bet as to who is going to win this way, uh, race waste. Race, uh, the Grand Rapids Half Marathon, 13.1 miles on October 16th. Which happens to be the second anniversary of my dearly departed mother's passing. Um, so, before I did that run, 
I, uh, I had a text conversation with my pal, Mike Ball. Turns out I ran into his uh, nephew, who's like a high school kid. And uh, he very nicely, uh, young people don't do this these days. They don't walk up to old people and introduce themselves. This kid did. And he goes, hello, I am. And I am Mike Ball's nephew. And I go, oh my God. It was, it was so refreshing. Young kids, all they do nowadays is look at the ground or look at their phone or mope and complain and play video games. And then if you say, hey, clean your room, they throw themselves out of the window. Not this kid. He was a great kid. And uh, he was working too. I think he's like uh, going to be like a sophomore or something like that. And uh, he, he's got his, uh, his little Debbie tag to identify himself. And he's going to go in and like stock the store or some shit. Oh my God, this fucking kid is working after school. Holy shit. It's awesome. So uh, Mike's in my brain. And I text him and I said, hey man, I just met your eight foot tall uh, nephew. And, um, so anyway, before I get to that, as I've been talking about, you either bet Mike ball or me as to who's going to win that race. Mike slaughtered me last year. He was like bored waiting around for me to finish the damn thing. It was so terrible. And, uh, now I've talked with you for weeks about how I'm doing in the training. And I, I think right now I'm, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I can be sub two hours on this deal. But, you know, I was like 225 last year. It was terrible. I, I mean, old, little old ladies were beating my ass in this race. It was so bad. But, you know, this year I'm a little better. But I, there's no way in hell I've told you that I'm going to be able to beat Mike Ball, who should come in sub an hour 40, if I base it on last year's performance. Okay, so that's still a 20-minute ass kicking. Um, And I've given you all of this information so that you can kind of focus your bet. So you know what to do. Uh, and then we'll see what happens when the race is done. If you pick Mike to beat me and by a certain amount of time, let's say you say 20 minutes and, uh, the time, the real time actually is closest to that. You win $300 second closest, $200 third closest, $100 so for a total purse of $600. Mike ball months ago said, Oh, I'm so sure that I'm going to win. I'm doubling the purse. And I go, what? And he says, no, I'm not doing that. I, me, Eric, I'm not doing that. And Mike says, no, I, I, I'm definitely doing that. If you beat me, Eric, and the same scenario plays, uh, top finisher is getting $600. Second, 400 third, $200. i am like, oh, all right. So I reached out to Mike yesterday. Uh, hey, I just ran into your eight foot tall nephew at Meyer. Mike writes back, ha ha, all 108 pounds of him. Then he wrote this. Did he tell you how broken I am? No, he didn't say that. It's polite. Vegas odds makers are putting their money on you for the 13.1 currently. And I was like, what? He says, I've run five miles in the last 10 days. 
Now, I've put in about 80 miles in the... I'm not kidding you. I've put in about 80 miles in the past 10 days. I'm running fucking every day. Yesterday wasn't so great, but I still ran. I still got half the workout in. Mike is struggling, I guess. And I said, this does not matter. You will win. I just left it at that. By the way, does your nephew run? He looks like he could be very fast if he put in some work. And then I asked, do you have an injured leg or something? Mike says he used to run. Yeah, he he doesn't. uh, I don't think it it was his thing. And then he adds, I've been having uh, issues with my right side for years now. Nothing major, but my glutes weren't firing correctly. All of a sudden, this summer, after a Saturday morning run at Striders, I couldn't walk. And it's been a limping battle since. Knee will throb, hard to drive a vehicle at times, and hard to sleep. I've been stretching like an MFer, and it'll feel great. Then I go to bed and wake up in the morning, and I'm limping all over again. Again, sucks getting old. And he writes this, I'm running a marathon with Jeff at Striders in Maine in two and a half weeks. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing that for? He says, I just have to get to the finish line and complete, complete the state at this point. I'm not sure what he means by that. Is he one of these people's trying to run a marathon in every state? Maybe, I don't know. I said, oh, are you rolling it out? Uh, Well, and I said, if you need to back out, that's totally fine. Probably shouldn't be running a marathon, though, in Maine. I mean, that sounds terrible. It sounds like your health is compromised, man. I don't know. And then he writes, nope. I will be at the starting line for our race, and I will pay double if I lose. This is the motivation I have to keep stretching and realizing I'm overweight and need to do the little shit if I'm going to continue putting myself through these races. In Maine, I've never been. So yeah, it's a stupid idea, but I'll get through it even if I have to stretch every mile. It won't be pretty. Jeff is going to crush it. He's lost a ton of weight and is running strong. I don't know, man. What the hell are you doing? Don't run that race. You run 10 miles in the last uh, five miles in the last 10 days. You're so not ready to put your body through a marathon. That's that's fucking bad news. Well, all right. I wanted to give you that information, not to like brag or anything like that or rub his face in it, but I want you to have the information when you decide to place your bets. Rom says Mike is making himself out to be a hero. I don't think so. Come on. You're, but you know what? You are very cynical, Aram. As sweet as you are, I think you have a very cynical side to you. That's quite an accusation to make about my pal, Mike Ball. Uh, Josh says it is, if it's the main marathon in Portland, the course is a beauty. I don't know. Maybe. So there you go. That's the update. So then I was like, well, wait a minute. Maybe I do have a shot. Uh, and then I went out and 
had and got stranded. So I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. I'm like, there's like a spring in my step for three and for three miles in the last half mile. I'm like, oh God. I better call my wife and make her come get me. It's embarrassing. Okay. Again, Dear Meathead comes up in uh, 25, 35 minutes. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Thank you if you're uh, watching the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I appreciate that very much, but I, I got to send you on your way. The reason why I have you here on those platforms is so I can tell you how you can get the show uninterrupted live every day and how you can download the audio podcast as soon as this is over. If you want to download any of my audio podcasts, you can find them. Uh, wherever you download shows, just search Eric Zane Show Podcast. There I am. Also, it's on my website. It's embedded right there. If you just want to do it that way, that's fine too. It doesn't matter as long as you get it, you know, whatever you want to do. So do whatever you want uh, Wednesday. Uh, and then on Twitch, Twitch is where you get the show live uninterrupted. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Again, go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Give, give yourself a cute little username and then hit the follow button. or uh, And then you'll know when I go live. Download the app so you can uh, check it out on your phone. And off you go. There's an option for you in addition to following which I appreciate it if you follow me. That helps me. It also helps me very much if you subscribe. And you can do that free with your Amazon Prime account. Just uh, search there, twitch.tv slash Live. You'll find it. If you get lost, whatever, reach out to me. I'll, I'll guide you through it. Uh, but uh, that's how you do that. And if you sign, if you subscribe at twitch.tv slash Live with your Amazon Prime account, then during the course of the show, it won't be interrupted by video ads. So just another way you can support the show. Follow it and subscribe to it on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Slowly but surely uh, working our way towards um, partner status on Twitch, which is a goal. I am, in, I am an affiliate. You get that by getting a certain number of people following you. And then... If you get a certain number of people that, um, on average view your show for one month. And for me, it's well, for everybody, actually, it's 75 viewers a day in a row for one full month. Then you are a partner that takes time to build though. And I do that by having you subscribe or follow and subscribe at twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Otherwise, for you folks on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm going to send you off. Enjoy your day. Thank you for your time today, though. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Car show Saturday, 9 to noon. I want to see you there. If you like fun, fast, awesome cars, meet me at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV on Saturday. The rumor is... We are going out to lunch together, all of us, after the car show. So I'm guessing we'll be sitting down at like 1230 or so. However, Bosco's is out. We cannot do that. Uh, Doug is having a hard time getting employees to do. Uh, well, he just doesn't have enough employees. That story, that story has been repeating over and over again. 
Um, I have a theory about that. I think that when the pandemic hit, and it's still hitting, actually. I don't know why people say, oh, yeah, back in the pandemic, it's still here, for God's sake. We've just, we just, you know, kind of ignore it now. Um, when people left their jobs at restaurants and then restaurants were like, okay, let's bring them back in now. Those people found different work. I don't think that they're like not working. They may have gone on to like a gig work, DoorDash or shipped or something like that. It doesn't matter. They, uh, they adapted and then uh, restaurant owners like, oh, come on back. And they're like, nah. So that's a real struggle for people in the restaurant industry. I'm still happy that we locked down, though. That was a good thing. God bless Whitmer. You have Whitmer to thank for that. She did a great job keeping us safe. I don't care what any of you say. And she's going to win the next election. <laughs> I'm making people mad. Uh, the I think I've got a couple of votes for Beltline Bar. After the car show. Beltline bar, you might catch some mold in your burrito or something. That's what Kyler is saying. Why would you, why, why, huh? Um, Amanda says, I may not go, y'all. Why not? Why would you not? What is wrong with you? What would keep you from going? Come on. Quit messing around. Amanda says, I wanted onion rings. I'll tell you what, it's going to be okay. We can schedule another event at Bosco's, but it, it isn't so much about the food you're eating. You're going to be able to see us, woman. That's the most important thing. Uh, the suggestion that I could have sweet-talked Bosco's into opening privately, I asked. I, I actually did go down that road. Uh, Doug could not do it. All right, so that's what's happening. Amanda is going. Amanda, it's going to be me and ladies. Me, Linda, Maureen are confirmed. Megan, perhaps. This is great. See what what uh, what we've uh, as soon as we got rid of all the nasty men, like uh, Nick Pellerito and Andrea. Now we have a group of people that I want to hang out with. Now we're talking. And they all have teeth, so that's the best part. Kyle Ryan is coming. Well, Kyle's not a lady, okay? But uh there's a joke there somewhere, but I don't I don't want to I don't want to go there. Stevie is that the uh, Stevie, oh my god. Okay, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happens tomorrow. I'm excited about that. We had a hell of a time. What a, one of my favorite shows ever was last week. Um, you must you must join me on that show. If you are not a member on Patreon, you have to actually be in the live audience on that show. It is really, oh my God, the show is just taking off. I wanted to keep going last week and break the two-hour mark, but we had to end it somewhere. But uh, all right, so that is tomorrow. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. 
I have some fights that I want to go over with you. We have to review some fights. Audio, check. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I wanted to talk. I I wrote it down. The Find My app. Um, I have a, um, a theory and, and I've talked about this before, but it's worth mentioning again. If anyone in your family agrees to be on the find my app on the iPhone, it comes with the phone. Hey, yeah. Now we all know where each other is, where, where, where we're all at. That's perfect. But if any member of that group decides to stop sharing their location, that means they are up to no good. They are doing something wrong. Something that they don't want the rest of the group to know about. I've only witnessed this once. It was with a uh, former friend of the family. And, um, the guy, okay, his son was dating Madison at the time. And, uh, so we know the guy, we know the guy's wife and the guy's wife is just an angel. I just love her to the, I, Diane and I ran into her admire the other day and I, you know, holy crap, just a wonderful, wonderful human being. And, uh, <laughs> I'm in my bedroom. I was taking a nap and I wake up and, uh, Diana says, Hey, so-and-so his name is Chad. Chad, uh, no one can find Chad in Florida. Cause he, he, I guess he went to Florida to visit a brother or something like that. And, uh, I go, what do you mean? Well, he's on the find my app and he stopped sharing his location. And I said, Oh, well that's because he's cheating on so-and-so. And, they go, what? I go, yeah, that's what, that's what you have there. Come on. And nobody believed me. And I go, watch, it's going to come out. It's, it's, he's, that's, that's what's happened. Sure enough, he was. And what he had done was here in Michigan, fuckhead Chad had brought the mistress to Florida to take a trip unbeknownst to anybody else in the family. He's got a wife, kids, and mistress um, is like 25. And Chad's like 50. All right? And so he's banging the mistress in Florida. I know. I'm talking. I'm saying, well, I'm telling you, he's cheating on so-and-so. Nobody believes me. Comes to find out that, yes, he is, and then it, quickly unravels the um the entanglement unravels it turns out that the chick he was banging he's now married to her so this all happens very quickly the chick he was banging he met at a job and the um the chick was married like for a year and a half and she was married to this poor dude who was running for public office here in my neck of the woods and oh my god this blew up all right and he and uh he ends up going on facebook and and saying all right um i can't 
I can't keep my campaign going. And, and he revealed the indiscretion by the significant other. And then that was it. Never to be heard from again. Oh my God. I felt so bad for that dude. And I felt so bad for 50 year old, 50 year old Chad's wife and the kids who Madison is still very close to the one son, not the one she was dating before, but this is fucked up. So this dude ends up, uh, getting married to her and now um, Chad is falling apart. This is how these things go. This is why you don't have such an unbelievable uh, gap in age because the 20-something is going to wear your ass out. Oh my God. So word on the street is that Chad, who's probably like 52 now, he looks like he's 92 and, oh God, he's just going to come unglued. And you know what it is, is, uh, you know, when, uh, new, you know, grass is always greener chick. It's like 31. She's going to be like, oh boy, I can't, this old slob I'm married to can't keep up. I need fresh dick. And you're going to wind up just fucking devastated alone and your whole family's going to hate you, you asshole. Good job. That's why you don't leave your wife. You got to make that shit work. Jesus. Uh, by the way, there's a huge age gap between Kyler and his lovely wife. And she, you know what, Kyler? She, I can tell she's worried about that, but I, let me tell you, I didn't think she was the day over 35. Dude, Tracy is an absolute beautiful lady. I love her so much. And, uh, we went to the races with Kyler and, uh, the only thing bad I have to say about Tracy is that she doesn't smack the shit out of you when you drop the F bomb, when you're surrounded by sweet old men who are getting creeped out by how easily you're dropping the F-bomb around old men and kids. Radio Voice Linda says, I dated a guy who was 52 when I was 25. Doesn't work long term. Oh my God. I need to talk to you about this. Holy shit. Incoming. What a reveal. Now that is awesome. Hey, I'm walking. So if I start panting, you'll know why. Oh, okay. Okay. No problem. No problem. <laughs> I think at you're all. calling about that revealing comment I just made. Oh my God. That that's huge. How did the, how did this all come to light? I mean, how did it all unfold? I met him at my job. Okay. In Mount Pleasant at WCFX. That's what I was going to ask you when you were on the radio. So was this a a radio executive, an on-air person, or a salesperson? He was the sales manager. Oh, okay. Now, um, was it like a shared glance at work, and then you noticed an attraction between you and him? Um, Yeah, I guess. He actually interviewed me, so... Okay. But he was not my boss. I did not report directly to him. How long after the interview 
before you two were ha- holding hands and walking on the beach? Oh, gosh. Um, six to eight weeks. Okay. Because I got the job. I was living in Chicago. I had to move back to Michigan. So okay. that took a couple weeks. Uh, and it wasn't more than a month on the job. That And then you guys started to date. Yes. Did everybody start talking about it at work? Or did you guys keep it on the down low? We hid it for several months. <laughs> so, so you, my sister's listening, so don't. You no, know. no, no. I'm just curious as to how it unfolds because so um, there you are. And, uh, and were, was it the type of thing where you were like mixed up and, and thought maybe it's a bad idea but didn't care? Or was it like, oh, this is awesome. I love this guy. No, I was more on the this is awesome, I love this guy end of things. I actually moved to Dallas when he moved a couple of years later. Oh, so uh-huh. so wait a minute now. You were you, th- This went on for that long? Yeah, on and off a little bit, but more on than off. Okay. Um, all right, so what, what ultimately led to the undoing of this relationship where he was more than twice your age i hated dallas i lived there for seven months and i just knew it was time to come home okay so right now this guy is uh i i it's going to be revealing well i'm 55 so he's 82 yeah, could you imagine I'd be changing his diapers? For oh, I sake? know. Oh my God! Did, did when you're that young, does that ever occur to you? Um, it would come in and out of my mind, but I would dismiss it. Oh my God! Do you uh, still check up on him? No, I don't even know if he's still alive. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Holy cow! Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. So uh, when it all um, went south. And you were like, hey, you know, this, um, this is, this, this is going to end. You just went back to Michigan. Right. And then that was it. So do yeah, you ever, do you ever give advice to people who are uh, in that type of uh, age difference relationships? No, because I don't really think I've ever met anyone else that had that big of an age difference. On this show, I have talked about um, horrible age differences and said things like, these people are fucking idiots. And, and, and did, did that ever, like, sting? No. Because you were young, you know? You are. I mean, it didn't work for me, so you're right. Do you regret it? Um, a little bit. Just because, you know, I was 25. Well, I was coming off a divorce, too. So. Okay, okay. Did he, um, did, did he manipulate you or did he really like you? Um, he really liked me, but yeah, I'm sure there was some subtle manipulation going on. Wow. Well, that's in it. Well, no judging for me, obviously. I mean, uh, that's, that's, uh, so what, you know, but you, you, have, you, you eventually figured it out, but wow, that is, that is quite an age gap. <laughs> yeah, it was, but he did not seem... 52. Like I think about myself now and I'm 55. I could not imagine dating a guy 27 years younger than me. There's no way. That's gross. Like I have nephews in their thirties. Um, so ick. Um, what, uh, did, was there anyone in your family who was aware of this? Oh yeah. They met him. Oh, okay. Maybe you want to call Maureen next and get her feedback on, uh, 
really thought. Oh, no. So I don't know if mom and dad are still around today. Are mom and dad still around no. today? Okay. Nope. So mom and dad were around then, right? Yeah. And he was only, oh, he was less than 10 years younger than mom at the time, I think. So how did they react to this? They, they probably want to kick his ass. Um, I'm sure they did, but they didn't. They never told me what to do because they knew I was so headstrong. I would do the opposite. Yeah. Okay. All right. At that at that age, so they never they never tried to sway me, but they knew they knew it was a long term. Well, this is uh, this is extremely interesting. I'm so glad you shared this. <laughs> Anytime. It's for the show, Eric. Yeah, it's for the show, Eric. Oh my God! And everybody knows I'm not, that I'm doing it for the show. I'm not lying to your ears either. Oh God! All right. Good luck in fantasy football this week. Uh, Thanks. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay. Now, Linda's sister says, call, call, <laughs> call me, Eric. I don't know if I have your number. Ah, uh, whatever. Sorry. We're going to move on. Uh, well, we'll get to it later. Down the road. Kenny says, I hooked up with a 50-year-old when I was 29. Cougar alert. Hey, hey, baby, you want some you want some young hillbilly pecker? Incredible. Nice reveal. I appreciate that. Join me for the Patreon podcast when this one is done. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I saw a lot of you when I was um uh, talking with Linda, making the comment. Uh, oh, no, a commercial just played here on Twitch. Well, yeah, you got to subscribe. That's why I tell you to subscribe. You don't have to, but I mean, that will alleviate that. If you have an Amazon Prime account, do it. If you don't, there is cost, but there you go. Uh, Patreon dot com slash Eric Zane. Maureen, this is what you do. Email me your phone number. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Adam says, I so want to hear Maureen's perspective, the sister of our beloved Linda there. So if you send me an email, I will call you after Dear Meathead. How does that sound? If you want. But you were like, I thought you were pretty, uh, you wanted me to reach out. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. So we will do that. She says she just sent it. The open and live stream of the show brought to you today by TC Paintball. Today is Ladies Day and Little League Day at TC Paintball. Drop in, bring the kid, have fun. If they're a certain age, they use the lower, well, you can use that low-impact gun anytime you want. Uh, That way you get the thrill of playing paintball without the little ow, which does happen, I'm not going to lie. Our very own uh, uh, Terry E's wife, Beth, she usually takes one in the neck. Uh, and I think she loves it. I think she likes 
the thrill of getting hit with a paintball. Maybe. Anyway, schedule a party uh, for Saturdays at tcpaintballgr.com with the uh, your friends, family members, bachelor, bachelorette party even. If you're a hillbilly. I don't know. I just feel like if it's a bachelorette party, they have to be hillbillies. Have you ever hosted, Rick, a, a ladies' bachelorette party at TC Paintball? I bet you have. Uh, workplace team building, do all that sort of stuff at a terrific attraction, TC Paintball in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I just found out that TC Machine, which is Rick's paintball team, that he's kind of taken on more of a Newt Rockney Vince Lombardi role there. Uh, because he's having some physical limitations that he's dealing with. Getting old sucks. Uh, Not at all happy with the performance of TC Machine over the weekend in Chicago. Sorry, buddy. Hello to my friends at the Kent County Health Department. AccessKent.com slash health is their website. If you want to get all the information you need about getting vaccinations for your kids, September is vaccination awareness month. If your kids are not vaccinated, you're making a huge mistake. Measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis. These are all things that your uh, kids can be uh, vaccinated from to keep them healthy. We are dealing with a layer of stupid with uh, some people these days. In fact, that's all we talked about was um, people not getting their kids vaccinated prior to COVID. Um, And that once COVID hit, hit, we kind of put all this awareness on the back burner while we were dealing with that. Still are. Uh, But it's still very, very important to get your kids vaccinated. Unfortunately, the uh, mistrust, distrust of, of, um, of vaccinations and shots from COVID has actually, um, led to more stupid people not getting their kids inoculated for the things I just mentioned, which is ridiculous. Accesskent.com slash health. You can get these shots for little or no cost at the Kent County Health Department. A and E heating and cooling. Joe Martinez. Oh my God. Came over yesterday and he figured out, he figured out Eric. Hey, you need a new, uh, what is it called again? A motherboard? I don't know. It's some type of thing I have on this uh, in the heating and cooling room because we've got all these spots. It's a zone board, a zone motherboard. We got all these spots in the house where the floor is heated with like tubes running underneath it and it calls for hot water. Room gets too cold. Hot water goes in these tubes, heats the floor. It's fucking sweet. Um, and the zone board blew up. You need a new zone board. I go, oh, yeah, it sounds cheap, right? He goes, ha, 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 Put that thing in. A&E heating and cooling. That's what I mean when I say scheduled uh, maintenance. If you have, a, not scheduled maintenance, but if you have any uh, uh, troubleshooting problems, A&E heating and cooling takes care of that for you. Uh, thank you so much. I'm so glad that he's there taking care of it uh, for me. And he gave me a very detailed explanation as to what's happening. And he... You know, he explains it in a way that even a dumbass like me can understand. So thank you, Joe. 616-516-8579. Uh, he will set you up with anything like that. Or if you have scheduled maintenance, like uh, um, 
Tuning up your furnace for the winter, 79 bucks. Call and schedule now, 616-516-8579. Questions for Dear Meathead. Eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. Maureen, I'm just going to call Maureen now. While, you know, strike while the iron is hot. And then, the, and then we'll do Dear Meathead. How does that sound? Here's my number. <laughs> Maureen is the uh, sister of Linda. A little bit older than Linda. Handful of years. Who cares? And now I have your number. You do forever. And just, you know, I, uh, there, I have given my number out in the past. As long as you don't uh, eventually demand that I post the show notes. <laughs> I'm a 61-year-old woman doing what a 61-year-old woman does. Oh, that's great. I love that. I love that you say that. I'm it. a 50-year-old man I'm... doing what a 50-year-old man should. That oh, is, no. That is great. Um, Don't okay. drop that. Okay, so you were a uh, handful of years older than Maureen. Well, you still, I mean, obviously, um, when she was dating 52-year-old guy at age 25, uh, where were you when this was all unfolding? Okay, so I'm six years older than her, so I was 31 at the time. I would have been married eight years uh, with a toddler, and I lived here in Owasso. Um, But she, you know, she had that booming radio voice that you have, um, and I don't know what the folks thought about him. They didn't tell me much but they they did they wouldn't tell her what to do but um i personally thought she had daddy issues right okay um and that is can you explain what is that is uh i I, i've i've heard of that term but uh what 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 did you think that meant i felt like it meant you you were searching for the father that you did not have that's i mean That's what I thought. And I thought, why is she doing that? Because our dad was awesome. Like, you know, she didn't, she did, she did not have daddy issues. No, Um, no, no. But that's what I thought when you date a man twice your age, you know. Okay. Okay. So, but, and I can't remember how long it lasted. And then I missed what she said. Did she tell you she moved to Texas? Yes. Yes, she did. And then my dad went and brought her back, you know, so anyway. But did she also tell you she then married a man? Her husband was 14 years older than she. Did she tell you that? Uh, It it, kind of got cut off. Uh, she, She married a gentleman who was 14 years older. Is that what you said? Uh-oh. Yeah, he okay. was 14 years older. Now, this is where it gets good. And we all love, you know, he wasn't. And uh, my folks loved him. And I have a, two other son-in-laws in our family, right, before he came along. And my folks, he quickly became number one son-in-law. And even after they divorced, he remained their favorite, Okay, um, I, I I had to piece that together uh, because it kind of cut out. So, yeah. Um, I, what what? So he, her second husband was 
our parents' favorite son-in-law even after they divorced. And he wasn't a son-in-law anymore. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So get, uh, when it comes to the the whole deal about, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the when, when the, she was dating the other dude, how were mom and dad reacting behind closed doors to you about all this because linda said that they were just quiet they were our parents were very quiet they did not they they didn't share with me their feelings about what she was doing i mean you know it's over here and and uh they didn't really share feelings they just they did they just kept it zipped you know and uh i'm sure they that it wasn't forever, okay. and they just—they would just grit their teeth and deal. You know? all right, all right, yeah. Well, and then it eventually, when it eventually ended, you're like, oh, thank God, you know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, whatever. Can you imagine it, it, yeah. if, because right now Linda would be wiping his asshole? Um, oh gosh. That would be that would be weird, that, but that's that's true. That's that's what people need to do. They need to have like some type of intervention and just show yeah. a video of a of a fifty year old woman wiping the ass of an eighty year old man. That's that, oh god. You know, when women it are, me of, it reminds me of Anna Nicole Smith and that old millionaire guy she made. Oh god, <laughs> Christ Almighty! Oh Jesus. <laughs> She would. I don't think she would do that. I really don't think. Yeah, she that. would. She, she would have left him. She would have left him. She's. You know what? Wipe your own ass. I'm out of here. I don't need. This. She's like, I'm out. I don't need this shit. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I, I I will uh, see you on the Ben and Eric podcast on Thursday. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Yes, ma'am. There you go. That's uh. Maureen's perspective on when Linda was uh, 25 and dating old man, 52-year-old silver fox stud. Tyler says Eric's Maureen laugh impression is spot on. We'll get to Dear Meathead in a second. If you have a question for Dad, Eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. Maureen says, damn it! <laughs> I wasn't going to laugh! <laughs> Hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash ericzane. I love it. It's been a while since I've... The last one I did was when I had to watch Adam Balboa's stupid Stallone movie, which, by the way, Stallone has a new series coming out. Uh, King of Tulsa or Tulsa Boss or The Man in Tulsa. Where he's like uh, in charge of the crime family. He plays Rocky. It's just Rocky, old in a suit yelling at people oh my god such a pile of shit anyway cameo.com slash eric zane thank you to sarah honda granville s-e-r-r-a sarah honda granville.com 
buy one of their certified pre-owned cars or check out a brand new vehicle. So you go there, you test drive, whatever, a Honda Accord. I love this car. I want it. This car? Yeah. Well, you can't. This is the one we let people test drive. Well, then how do I get an Accord? Well, you sit down with me and you tell me exactly what you want on it and you go home and uh, wait two weeks and then it shows up. Oh, okay. That's how they do it now. Till further notice. SarahHondaGranville.com. S-E-R-R-A. <laughs> SarahHondaGranville.com. Bennett Flooring Installation. 616-318-0167. If you need flooring installed and you're in West Michigan, this is the way to do it. It's the cheapest way possible. They encourage you to do the heavy lifting, rip out the old stuff. They'll take care of professionally installing the flooring. 616-318-0167. The flooring that I want you to buy... Buy it from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Kent dropped the E at a U. Works there. He's awesome. And his crew, they all listen now. Makes me happy. Thank you. They uh, The discount outlet is down the road from the main showroom. And uh, that's where they store all the stuff that they buy in bulk. These giant 53-foot trailers show up. And then they unload the flooring. All types of flooring imaginable. There. Go there. Pick out what you want. You're getting the lowest price in the entire state of Michigan. Oh, by the way, mention my name. Get an additional 10%. There is no cheaper flooring in the state of Michigan. I can promise you that. It's worth the trip. Trust me. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Let's bring in dad brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Hello, Ruby. How are you, son? Never better. Never better. How are you? I don't know. Too early to tell. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I didn't call you yesterday, and I apologize for that. Yeah, I, mean, I meant to tell you about that. <clears throat> You're probably like, where is he? I hope he's okay. I know I know you worry all the time. No, I was all right. You were out like a light. I was out like a light. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are you? Hey, are you snoring? Are you still snoring? No, I jerked him out of bed. Oh, I never snored, did I? Okay. I didn't know if you did. No. Hey, you ever hear uh, 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 son-in-law Mike Stong snore? Oh, yeah. He's like a trooper. Oh, my gosh. A, a train going by. Oh. So we can hear him from here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, all right, Dad. We're off on another edition of Dear Meathead. So glad you guys are here. Everything everything is fine in your world, I'm guessing? Yes, everything is very fine. All right. How's uh, a dear family of yours? Never better. Everything's everything's going great. Great, honey. Great. Good to hear from you. You know, we're uh, uh, two and a half months away from Jackie getting married. Yeah. Wow. What do you think wow. of that? Wow, wow, wow. Yep, yep. Uh, and you know what? Hey, you know what she's doing? No. She's uh, getting uh, breast implants in October. Oh, my. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I can you believe that? Yeah. Well, and I. Why did she float down the aisle? She can float down the aisle. On the aisle. Holy cow! Yeah, I, I guess uh, she's she's like okay, I've, I I I want to do this, and so that's that's happening. Hey, that's excitement, and that's youth for you. Okay, so she feels good about that. Sure. Uh, all right. So I, I hope she's all recovered because that can be that can be quite painful. Yeah. Wow. Yes, it is. It was. It really is. Yeah. Well, it was. It what, is. What, what do you What do you mean I it was? Talk. Did, wait a second. Did you get breast implants? Huh? You, you, what? You said it was. It makes it sound like it was, and I said here it is. You know. <laughs> hey man, I barely got my pants on. Oh. <laughs> All right, Dad. Aram has a has a, has something he wants your opinion on a situation. Hello, Aram, my friend. Aram writes this. Hey, Ruben, I was at the gym and there was a guy on the treadmill, and uh, he blew a bunch of snot out of his nose into his hand. And then he wiped his hand on his shirt. Some people yelled at him for spreading germs everywhere and saying that he's gross. That uh, is gross. Yeah, so he ignored them and kept running. What would you have done to make sure? Uh, what What would you have done if you witnessed a guy blowing snot out of his nose into his hand and wiping it on his shirt? Well, the whole issue is that if he touches the other equipment and all that, you don't want to be any part of it, you know. And uh, I, I tell him, hey, listen, what the hell is the matter with you? We use the same equipment. We don't want to be touching it. Yeah, I tell him. I agree. I agree. I think that I think that that's that's fair. I think that that uh, he he should be told. I think it's all stupid. I mean, a piece of napkin or a cloth in your uh, pocket, you know. Uh, you can't be doing that. Uh, Tyler adds, should I show the guy how to blow his nose or do you think he's sick in the head and I should stay away? Well, I'll tell you what. It doesn't accomplish anything by saying that to him. Uh, you just uh, got to let him know that hey, there are other people that want to use that. Yeah, yeah someone should let him know. Yeah, somebody should tell that slob. But you see, right there, you're creating a problem. Yeah, I know, but you don't know how idiotic this idiot is. I'm guessing if he he's a he's a loose cannon and probably you know doesn't care if he's if he's bold enough to blow his nose in his hand and wipe it on his shirt and touch the equipment, he's probably an idiot. Absolutely, he's got no care, no nothing. He, he thinks he's still back in a jungle, you know. Yes, yes, he is a jungle dweller. I'm guessing. And really, a situation like that is the only thing that's going to happen is uh, an animosity or maybe a fist fight. Uh, do you think the guy is headed for hell and damnation? I don't think so. Guys like that, they don't die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they just disappear. They don't die, they just disappear. Disappear. Because nobody else has got any... I mean, how many people can look at that and consider him as a friend? Yeah, I'm guessing he has no friends. 
Yeah. Yeah. Either that, or he, he, you know, he makes them mad all the time, and they he's constantly has to get new friends because he's losing yeah. his friends. Sure, he really is a loser. Can you imagine sitting at the same table trying to eat with him? Right. Right. And after you saw that crap. Oh God! Terrible. Oh. Terrible. Uh, Josh writes: This idiot should be put on the island. Hey, now that's my cup of tea. Yes. What do you think? Do you think he should go on the island? I think he should be go out there and then actually tied on to a post. With there being no post in the island, yes. But uh, well, tied to a tree. Tied to a tree. Some kind of a tree. Yes. You know, or maybe just a, a big, uh, get a big piece of rock and tie it up to his butt <laughs> and let him go in the lake. Yeah, he's got to yes, wow. grab the lake and drown because. And that's it. You know, hey, we don't need him. All right, so the island is for murderers and rapists and people who blow snot in their hand. That's an addition to that's right. That's right. All right. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Very good. All right. Nathan writes, Dear Meathead, everyone around me is angry all the time. Do you have any tricks or thoughts that I can do to make people smile? Yeah, I think you should show kindness all the time. You know, so constantly be constantly be kind. Hi, how you doing? You know, uh, say uh, how's the family? You know, maybe like hi, how how you doing? Take this rock and go in the ocean. Well, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that because all you're doing is creating another big uh, problem. Uh, be nice to him. Okay, go with the nice. Go with the nice. Uh, all right. Uh, dear Meathead, uh, I hope you and Joanne are well. I need advice on what to do with my two-year-old son. What are some activities? Uh, what are I, some... Hope I, I, I hope I can give him some information. Yeah. Go he ahead. says, what are some activities I can do with my two-year-old? Signed, Travis. You know, two-year-old children, uh, uh, little ball... Uh, sit on a carpet and roll it to him and let him, let him roll it back to you. Oh, yeah, that's adorable. That's a good one. You know, and, uh, uh, I, you know, are you, uh, you can, um, I can't, I can't think of the, the word I, I would use for, uh, uh-huh. uh, you start crawling, uh, on a carpet, chasing a kid with it, uh, or something. Let him, let him, uh, teach him how to crawl. And then he's probably crawling right now. Yeah, maybe like play tag or hide and go seek. Something, you know. Yeah. Uh, roll, a, roll a little ball and then, uh, you know. Well, I know that when you were in Iran, you didn't have a lot of things to entertain yourself. So we you didn't would, have any. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. You would roll a rock. We did. Maybe you would. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what we did. What we did. Now this was an older Rob, a bicycle wheel. Yeah. With a metal rim, we uh, we made it ourselves. I don't know how we got the metal. Uh huh. Yeah, we we took the uh, the tire off the rim. Yeah, yeah. It's a metal. No, the ring. It's the ring of the. Yeah. Yeah, okay, the rim, that's right. And then put that uh, uh, piece of wire, which is a strong wire, uh-huh. around it, 
and then when you go hold it in front of you and run with it, yeah, it's something you play. You play with. Yeah. Yeah. Can you? Yeah, we pushed it. Can you imagine if you tried to explain that? To, uh, to, <laughs> if you had, you know, like your, uh, grandkids, uh, Josh and, uh, and, and Amanda's kids. Oh, yeah. They, they would look at you like you're crazy if you said, here, here, take this, uh, wheel and the stick. They would, they would have a heart attack. They're like, are you kidding me? Are you crazy? We pushed it, and then we drew it right around uh, noon that we're supposed to be sleeping. Uh-huh. We, I, I take it, quietly walk out of the house, away from home, wow. around, so nobody, uh, my parents or uh, yeah. parents wouldn't hear it. And then I, I just play with it. Man, the, I tell you what, that was the time to be alive. If you can get fired up and excited about going outside and, and rolling a, a a rim around, I mean that's that's you know hey, that's the only toy we had. That's all you had. I, I, you know, uh, like basically your schedule for the day was roll a rock, and then roll and rock, rock and roll, roll a rim, and then give the police a bunch of plates and silverware. Yeah, well, that was my mother's uh, place. Give him the plates. Yeah, I know. She's like, Ruben, I I have a special delivery for you. Take these plates and silverware over to the police station. No, no, the police would come. Yeah, I know. The police would come and get it. Get it. Well, then she'd be like, hey, we need to eat. Go back and get the plates. No, I don't know. There was, in fact, I don't remember, but one incident I remember that they kept it too long. And we needed the, the Yeah, I, I bet. Uh, I don't know who even got it. Well, yeah, but, uh, the, the, your your dad was probably like, Garo, go get the place. No, my dad was not around. Or else I'm going to throw you in the river. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, was a, that was devastating. That was devastating. I know. I bet. I remember you said it, it, it stuck with you. Okay, Dad, how about this? Um. How many, uh, okay, could 1,000 toddlers beat up a gorilla? Toddlers? Yeah. Like 1,000 uh, three- and four-year-olds, could they, if they attacked a giant gorilla, could they kill a gorilla? No. I didn't think so. Yeah. They didn't have a clue what to do with it. No, no. Even if they had a mean streak, they wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, and uh, that that thing would come out and eat you all up. Yep, yep. Wow. Okay, let me see if I got anything else here. Uh, Jimmy writes, "Dear Meathead." Hi, Jimmy. Uh, there is a new movie. It's a horror movie where they've taken the story of Winnie the Pooh and they've made. Winnie the Pooh, a sadistic murderer, <laughs> and that and he's That's yeah it, it, he's not lying, and uh, so it's Pooh, Piglet, and Eeyore are just killing people, and uh, he wanted to know if you will see it and review it. No, I will not see it. That's stupid. That, that really is stupid. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah, and I, in fact, I told Diana about that, and she's actually angry because she's that, that's stupid. Oh yeah. Well, what a thing to teach a kid or yeah. make a kid well, visibly look at it. Yeah, I don't think they that they want the kids to watch it. I think it's set up for old older people to see it. Well, what do you think a guy uh, like a uh, 25 years old would sit there and watch a thing like that? I think they would. I think they would just to, just to be, because it's a ridiculous story, you know? Hey, that's crazy. It's going nowhere. Uh, yeah, so, Joanne says it's going nowhere. Yeah, she says no one's going to go see that. No. Uh, I have another question. Believe it or not, Aram sent another one and he said, hey, Ruben, uh, Ruben uh, Eric has a bunch of used motor oil in his garage and he's right. What is the appropriate way to get rid of used motor oil? Should he pour it in the ground in the backyard? No. No. You ought to go to somewhere not out of the woods, you know, somewhere away from humanity. <laughs> the island. Uh, like the island. <laughs> but no, you got to be uh, buried into uh, dirt. Oh. Not in the water. So... In fact, uh, like Joanne just mentioned, some people we have people that would collect that. Well, I uh, I heard from through the grapevine that some people at some shops use used motor oil to heat the shop. That could be. So that's a, that's a useful thing. Yeah, I think that that's something that they do. Uh, I but to locate them to find out who they are and all that. It's a, a job and a half. Uh, I think it's. Uh, uh, universally frowned upon to take the oil and just dump it in the ground. No, that's that's a poor thing to do. You're destroying the earth. Yeah, yeah. Especially, so, look, you're gonna have to do that somewhere around your neighborhood or your own yard or something. Well, you're damaging yourself. I think you know. I mean, especially if you live in an area where you drink from a well. That is a bad thing to do. Oh, sure. That the, uh, Joanne says, call up who, Joanne? The waste company. The waste pumping uh, company. Yeah. Waste company. Yeah. They'll, they'll come and get it. No, they'll tell you what to do with it. Yeah, or somebody, somebody could, may, maybe could look it up online. What should I do with uh, uh, used? Yeah, I'm just oil in here. Uh, where would I get rid of it? I have no place to put it, and I don't want to put them out there in the yeah. dirt. You know? Right on, right on. Oh yeah. Well, in fact, I have a bunch of bottles of it there. Uh, you know what? Well, eventually, we should just put it in the attic, and whenever I sell the house, whoever buys it, it's their problem. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, oh, you gotta be uh, careful with what you throw away nowadays. That's true. That's true. Uh, Dad, Jonathan writes, good morning, Meathead. Good morning, Joanne. I'm going to be, he says, I, uh, I will be training someone at work. Do you have any tips for training a new person? Well, it depends on what you're training him for. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, uh, I guess I'm not sure. Uh, it's, you're not it's, training him to a potty or anything, you know? Well, no, I, I don't think it's that. Uh, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's like a. Like if you were teaching someone who had never ever sold insurance before and you had to train them, you would uh, you would introduce them to the to the field in a certain way. How would you do that? I would take them with me on the job and demonstrate how I 
deal with the customer or a person that I'm going to sell it to and let him observe. Oh, okay. So basically uh, uh, tutor him that way. Yes. Um, when you were selling insurance, did you, was uh, most of your sales to like uh, for, for personal um, coverage or was it for like uh, uh, businesses? No, it was personal. It was individuals. We were okay. selling, I was selling to individuals. So um, you were uh, probably dependent upon word of mouth, right? Yes. Uh, I would. I never did knock on doors. Okay. Well, but, how do you? How would you but, drum up new customers? Just anybody that I could see, I would talk to about it. You would bring it up. Like, let's say you're at a party and say, "Hey, do you have life insurance?" Yeah, I bet you they're absolutely. like. I bet you they're like, "Oh God, look out! There's a guy selling life insurance here at this party." No, we didn't have any issues. The guy says no, yes, no, and that's the end of it. Satisfied customers. And uh, my, I don't know how I end. I forget how the heck I ended up having all these people. Well, uh, I think you were pretty good at it. Um, I was. I, I like the product. I remember I was about 19 years old and you sold me a life insurance policy. You still have it? I still have it. I still have that go. policy. In fact, there was a guy who you were training. His name was Bill Pistorio. Oh, yeah. He's still around. I know it. He's my guy. Yeah, I, he's I, I, I really did train him. I know it. I know it. And I talked to him. He's always asking about you. I think he's ready to retire, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I heard about that. All right. Well, um, let's see. Any more questions here for Dear Meathead? Um, I thought I had one. I think that's it. Dad, you've uh, once again have been a pleasure. You and Joanne are just absolutely spectacular. We can't thank you guys enough. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate you off, uh, your kind words. Oh, Joanne. yes, you do. Yeah, you do. It's uh, You guys compliment each other quite well. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's our favorite thing to hear you guys to be able to interact with you two and, and hear Joanne talk. Uh, and, well, uh, she's my sweetheart, and yeah. she's often enough my teacher. She is. She is. And she's there to laugh when you're talking about rolling a rock and uh, <laughs> rolling a, a rim down the oh hill. Oh, God. Okay, well, I love you guys. I'll talk to you very soon. Okay? I love you too, honey, and thanks for calling and kind of enlighten my day. You're you're the best. I'll call you later on in uh, in the back half of the week. Okay, okay, thank you. I love you. Okay, say hello to the loved ones at home, and take care of the world. Will do. All right. Bye bye. Goodbye. See ya. There you go, Dear Meathead. Another. I, have we ever been let down by Dear Meathead? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh my God! Just fantastic. Thanks. Thank you so much for participating in the segment. What a hit, Dear Meathead. Brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Okay, let's move on. Um, first off, if you have a business and you want me to talk about it, reach out to me. I'll tell you how advertising on the show works. It's quite simple. Reach out to me on my email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. That is the Shoreliners striping inbox. Thank you very much. Shoreliners, I think, will be striping, or maybe they have already, 
Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. Little sponsor on sponsor crime. Whatever works. Hang on, I got to sneeze. Jesus. Bosco's Pub. When open, the best burgers in the land. Everybody's disappointed because we can't get a Luigi burger on Saturday. Shit. But when they're open, Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, part of Terra Square. Find them online at boscospub.com. As always, I have a team of professionals that help me when things go south. Case in point, Joe Martinez with A&E Heating and Cooling, helping me with my setup here for my uh, what we talked about earlier. And then Irvine's. I mean, I don't know anything about heating and cooling. I don't know anything about cars. Um, and, uh, you know, with the embellisher getting a little long in the tooth, I still want the truck. Uh, I've had to uh, go through some repairs, and I, I, I can't be I, I couldn't be happier with how it's gone. Thank you so much to Irvine's for keeping getting that car that truck back on the road. Uh, Jacqueline, my beloved daughter's fiance, Justin, uh, just got his car fixed there too. Irvine six one six five three two sixty six hundred. If you are in West Michigan. That's who you need to take your car to. And it's Irvine's. Uh, Irvine's is spelled E-R Vines. E-R Vines, not I-R. Irvine's.com. If you want more information, uh, they have their Google reviews prominently displayed. It, you know, it's one thing for me to talk about them. Uh, people who don't have a podcast talk about them. And they're like, oh, my God, you guys are the absolute best. Thank you. Uh, then, of course, Dumpster Divers. Kyle will join me tomorrow. And then you know how it's going to start. Dude, uh, these headphones, I think it's Zoom. These headphones don't work. I just thought it was going to fix itself. And then I'll get him on the phone. Uh, he is one of the driving forces behind a startup business called Dumpster Divers. What they did was they built... A bunch of dumpsters. They had a company in Pennsylvania do it. Actually manufacture brand new dumpsters painted baby blue that are, well, they're better dumpsters, first of all. And they are tall, walled dumpsters. The difference is they don't eat up all the space that the low-walled dumpsters that are rusted out that occupy space in your driveway. So... Um, if you're in an area that um, you can't really accommodate such a massively long dumpster, that's why you call dumpster divers. But that's not the only reason. The best reason is that they're cheaper. The weight limits on dumpster divers' dumpsters are lower the weight threshold than the other guys. The other guys are charging you for a weight threshold that most of the time you cannot possibly hit, even if you pack that thing full of bowling balls, for God's sake. Call or text 616-375-9962. Or go to their website, dumpsterdiversllc.com. 
you can schedule a dumpster drop-off via the website quite easily. They are great. You will save money when you rent a dumpster from dumpster divers. They also do junk removal. Okay? Um, so let's say somebody dies and the garage is just full of shit and the family is like, what the hell are we going to do with this? And uh, you call dumpster divers, you go there, and then you say to them, all right, throw everything away. If you see something that looks valuable, set it aside. But screw this shit, man. We're selling this house. They'll do that. Or if you're like a contractor and you're like, all right, we got to flip this house. I want all the drywall ripped out. Call dumpster divers. They do the demolition. They're going to show up with a uh, dumpy, as uh, Kyle would say, and take care of that shit. Basically, you boss them around. Dumpsterdiversllc.com. <clears throat> all right. Boy, there's so much that I have not talked about that I want to talk about. And I think we need to go to the contribution from our beloved uh, Sarah, unapologetically loud, as she's now known as, on Twitch. Um, yeah, it's a great story. I, I can't wait to cover this story, and I'm so thankful that you sent that along. And yeah, I get it. You're loud. But, and I don't want you to change. I don't want you to change. But if you're going to be loud and we're at whatever restaurant and you're talking about BJ's or not giving a BJ or whatever it is you're talking about, hell, I don't even give a shit if you're talking about baby Jesus. I My job, as everyone is looking at you, is to try to make me feel less uncomfortable. So if you are unapologetically loud, I am unapologetically going to tell you to quiet the fuck down. Okay? So that's the trade-off. Yes, we go out and we will have uh, a meal together again one day. And you can go ahead and be unapologetically loud. And I will be unapologetically telling you to shut the fuck up. Okay? And you can't get mad at that because, I mean, that's the way it goes. I mean, culturally, culturally, the way we are in the world today in the United States of America, all right, if I'm at a table and it's uh, Linda and Maureen and Maureen's going, (laughs) and Linda's like, oh, God, yeah, I dated a guy who was 50 years older than me. And then Kyle, uh, Kyler is is there and, and, and Kevin Kuypers is there. And we're all just sitting around having a good time. And you walk in and go, hey, everybody, how's it going? It's so good to see you. And all these people that we don't know are like, what the, huh? We're going to see that. And we're going to be like, quiet. Less, why? Why? Why do you have to? We can hear you. Are, do you think we're deaf? You are 100 decibels louder than ear pain. Amanda says she may be louder than me. Oh, no, she is. She's the loudest person on the planet. You just, there's, you, you, you just don't stop talking. Okay. You, uh, are a, you know, from B, from the moment that the timer starts to the end, 
you are continually talking, and that's why we like to put you next to Sarah, who is so loud. And the goal is, I was, I, I heard that NASA and SpaceX have joined forces because they want you two to sit next to each other to see if you can create a wormhole with all of the uh, uh, amount of words from Amanda and the volume of Sarah. These are all things that are true. All right. Where was I? I don't even remember what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, Sarah sent this story. Oh, my God. This is incredible. Audio. Check. Uh, video. Mm, check. What you got here is um, hockey coach. This is uh, it's tough to see really what's going on. You're getting a camera view of the bench. Looks to be uh, some uh, younger players playing hockey. I think it happened in Troy, Michigan. And um, one of the coaches, you see his hand grab onto one of the panes of plexiglass. And at the top of the plexiglass, the ring, his wedding ring, hooks on to the top of the plexiglass. And then he either loses his footing or his balance. And now all of his weight is being supported by is, 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 is the pressure goes on the ring. And then the next thing that happens is what I'm going to show you. Okay. I got to make sure I got all this audio check, video check. We're good to go. Now I got to do full screen here. Okay. Uh, I, I just had a bad feeling that it's not there, but I know it is. Okay. It's there. I don't want to screw this up. See all these kids here. And if you're listening to the audio podcast, you got to click on this. It's one-to-one at the time. Uh, And right here where these two panes of glass meet is where you'll see the hands show up. Hang on. That's loud as hell. I don't like that. Okay. Right there. The coach is trying to maneuver himself and get to a certain spot. His hands are there. Did you see that? His left hand is here and the ring is, and then he falls. And did you see what happened? Did you see that? Okay. He fell. You heard him hit and you saw something go flying. That was his finger. Look at that. There it is. That's his finger. His fucking finger fell off. There it goes. It goes in the penalty box. One of his players is in there. And the the kid's like, oh, my God. There's a finger in the penalty box. And the coach is like, Jesus Christ, what just happened? Okay, you just saw his head there. And now this coach is looking back. There's the coach. 
He just lost his finger. Oh my God. What the fuck? That is nuts. Oh, shit. I need more to this story. I need more to this story. I gotta, I gotta find out if they were able to put that thing back on. Jesus. And do you see how the coach is like, his attention is like, looks at me. He's like, what? Huh? Oh my God. And then the other coach, the, the, uh, he puts his hand over his mouth. Like, are you kidding me? He just lost his finger. Holy shit. Wow. That is incredible. Ooh. Yeah. That the way that thing just popped off, it looked fake. It looked fake. Oh my God. Ooh. I see that uh they they uh spit chiclets, so that means it's going around the world. It already is it already is around the world and back. What a deal there. Oh. Jesus, so ridiculous. All right, so I need I need more info on this. Um, I will have to do some digging, but I wanted to get to that, that that actually happened. All right, I have another hockey story for you. This one involving the hockey team, the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, they just signed, um, not signed, they just made... Um, uh, some dude, their their captain, some guy named Suzuki. I forget what the fuck his first name is. Doesn't matter. So they announced that Suzuki is it is Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki is uh, the the thirty first captain in Montreal Canadiens history, and so that's a big deal. And uh, and they're announcing it, and at the same time, uh, you see Suzuki wearing the jersey with the C on it. But the fans don't care because for the first time ever, the Montreal Canadiens, well, I think this is the first team in the NHL, they have a sponsor on the jersey. Video, check. There it is. That's Suzuki with the jersey. That's a classic logo. It's one of the uh, uh, oldest logos in sports. And they have a... uh, some sponsor, RBC, whatever that is. And it doesn't matter what RBC is. You know what matters? Is that whoever owns the Montreal Canadiens has a lot more money now because RBC is on there. And now, because people are stupid, um, they are uh, boycotting their team that they've followed forever. And they're so pissed off because... The Montreal Canadiens have a sponsor. Oh, my God. So, uh, you know, it's supposed to be a big deal that Nick Suzuki is the new um, uh, uh, captain. But all anybody wants to talk about is the RBC patch. And I don't even know what the fuck RBC is. And if you're RBC, whatever that is, uh, you love this. This is what you sign up for. Can you imagine... If um, you 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 spend all that money getting your logo on there, and you're like, boy, man, that's a big investment to be on the Canadians 
Jersey, I, I hope, and you're thinking, oh, we're going to get a lot of uh, mileage in the games. People are going to, every time there's a goal scored in highlights, they'll see the RBC patch. Well, shit, uh, bonus, everybody in the world is retweeting this who loves hockey because of a stupid logo. So whoever RBC is, they're loving this. Even if it, it there's no such thing as bad press. Oh, my God. How great is this? And um, if you're the Canadians, I mean, I'm all for it. When it comes to advertising, that's I, you sell every fucking thing. If I could, I would just sit here and talk about sponsors all day and maybe talk about something fun. I'm not going to lie to you. If someone said, hey, Eric, I own uh, a dog biscuit company, and I'm going to give you a million dollars a year, and all you can do is talk about dog biscuits. You cannot talk about how loud Sarah is, Linda having sex with 100-year-old men, and you cannot talk about guys' finger popping off. You can only talk about our dog biscuits. Here's a million dollars. I am going to take that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do two hours of just dog biscuit talk. Uh, money talks, BS walks. Thank you. Have a nice day. Enjoy the Dog Biscuit Show. So uh, anybody who bitches about advertising is poor. Fuck you. And if I'm Montreal, I then say, for everyone who complains, we're putting another Dog Biscuit company on our jersey. You ever see how they how the jerseys look in the Swedish League? SHL hockey jersey. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe it. You think it's bad because they got an RBC patch. Shut up. Look at this. Look at this deal. Look what they do here. This team. And the teams aren't even known as like the Rangers. They're called like Bridgestone Tire. Look at this. You know, you'd think that this team was called like the Indians or the Chiefs or some shit. I guess they're not really politically correct in Swedish hockey, but uh, I mean, nobody gives a shit over there. That's what you do. It looks like NASCAR. So anybody who's bitching about uh, Jersey, I, if I were, were running the NHL, uh, I don't even know. Is that still uh, uh, Gary Bettman? If I'm Gary Bettman, I just rip off the uh, scab and say, uh, so going forward, I want all fans to know that uh, we're not even going to have logos on the jerseys. Even the Red Wings, is that is the quintessential original six logo. Well, I think they all are. All those original six teams, which are the Habs, uh, the Rangers, Blackhawks, Red Wings, uh, Leafs. Who am I forgetting? Wait, Rangers, Hawks, Red Wings, Leafs, Habs, which is Montreal, the fuck? Oh, the Bruins. Fuck. Shit. Jesus. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, even those. You can't even have those. Uh, and I would put uh, Alpo. Why am I focusing on dog treats and dog food? You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. John's Cabinets. All sponsors. Who gives a shit about the logo? You know? Make money. That's what this is about. Do you think they're there to win Stanley Cup? Fuck, they don't give a shit. They just want to get paid. Anybody who believes that a hockey team gives a shit, if you were to ask whoever owns a hockey team, if you go up to Chris Illich, Chris, uh, 
You have to tell the truth. You give them truth serum. What is more important? Uh, money or Stanley Cups? If he tells you Stanley Cups, he's lying. Okay? It's all money. Always. No matter what. So money one, uh, Stanley Cups two. So these fans can shut the fuck up. Uh, it's awesome. I love sponsors and they should do more of it. Well done. So everybody's all pissed off because of the new Habs uh, uniform because if they, they've got uh, a stupid uh, RBC logo. Again, RBC's happy because everybody's attacking them. Uh, Tyler says Chris Illich doesn't give a fuck about how his teams do. And he shouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, he wants to make money. <laughs> Win a championship. Who gives a shit? You think the Fords care that the Lions aren't winning the Super Bowl? All they know is every game you idiots go. Come on. Uh, let's see. Hockey fans are expressing their disdain with RBC. Still don't know what that is. Maybe mortgages? This fan, the I didn't think the RBC patch was going to bother me, but it is. This person writes, it's not about the name on the back. It's about the symbol on the front, the RBC logo. Get a mortgage at 5.35% for the first for first-time buyers. So maybe that's what they do. If I were still a working fella on the day that the Canadians added an RBC patch to the jersey, my first call would be to Roke Carrier. I don't know what that means. That's a Canadian thing. Ads on jerseys. The NFL, the NHL has gone too far, this person wrote. He says while sitting in Bell Center watching a game with ads on the ice, boards and more CGI'd onto the rink with players rocking helmet ads, waiting to see the RBC GWG scored and the Crypto.com first star of the game revealed. Exactly. Exactly. We don't care about you and your stupid cups. Money. I am glad they're doing this. We need more ads on the ice. We need more ads on jerseys. I want the puck to be sponsored. They need to go all in on this. Love it, love it, love it. What about the what about the game? Shut up. Jeez. Get an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt at ericzaneshow.com with my logo on it. Stu just came out with t-shirts, by the way, on T Public. I think I can find them. I mean, I want to sell my own t-shirts, but Stu wants to sell his too. Uh, Stu's t-shirts are fun. I like the, uh, I love the bring back charts t-shirt. Uh, let's see here. Tpublic.com. L-M. Come on now. Come on. L-M-N-O podcast. Well, you know what it would help, Stu? Is if when I write in LMNO podcast, um, it shows up. 
I got to teach you some things, man. Yeah, this isn't good, Stu. If I go to T Public and type in the two things you're known for, the Elemental Podcast and or your name, and I can't find it, that's probably not great. And I'm not searching for it anymore because I want to keep the show moving. But I think I think you're doing something wrong. We'll come back to that, I guess, maybe. Uh, okay. There's some controversy in the state of Utah. The Utah Utes are pretty good this year. I think they lost their opener to like Miami or something like that in college football. Kuyper says that Stu's, I'll come back to that story, is under Stu's Mafia. Well, that's dumb. There you go. Stu's Mafia. Um, are you sure? I don't think that's true. Is it exactly as you say it? Because I'm not seeing the shirts that you see. This is all. This is fucked up. No, I'm not looking anymore. So you got that wrong. Because Stu's mafia is just basically Bill's mafia shit. I'm not seeing Stu's shit. All right, enough. I'm done. We're not covering that anymore. In the state of Utah, the fans are going to the games. And problem, because uh, mom is there with her kids, audio check, video check, and there's a chick right behind, and she has her top off. And she just basically put a little bit of paint on her titties and thought that that would work. I am shocked that anybody in Utah would even do such a thing, frankly. But that happened. And the, the kids are like 10 years old, like, Mommy, there's titties. And they're like all, uh, and the mom is freaking out, you know. So that's that's a huge story. I mean, Utah is probably the most buttoned-up state in the country outwardly. I mean, but, you know, not exactly true because, Basically, all adults have sex with kids in the state of Utah, and they encourage their kids to get uh, married at, like, age three and a half. So there's there's that. So I don't know what this lady's problem is. As the investigation continues into a report of two topless women at this weekend's Utah football game, some people who saw it say it was appalling. Our Jim Spiewak, oh, live outside Rice Eccles. It was appalling. What's, what are we going to do? Stadium for us tonight. Jim, the people you talk to. Uh, Come on, Spiewak. For quite a long time here. Yeah, two decades, Mark. So right behind me right here at Rice Eccles Stadium is the west entrance. That's where the woman who we spoke with tonight was with her family over the weekend on Saturday before the game on their way in when she says she turned around and she saw these two women not wearing shirts. We love Utah football. We want to support them. Season ticket holders for 20 years. This last weekend was the first time Malia Johnson and her husband took their 10 and 13-year-old children to a Utah Utes football game. Okay, let me just say, this is uh, this is uh, a leader of the mom squad here, this chick. Wow. what's up? I think we got to work on this eyebrow job here. 
That's a little intense. If you're that 13-year-old, I'm just thinking back to 13-year-old Eric. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, nowadays, 13-year-olds, this kid's probably been having sex for like five years. So I think she's got to be very, very careful in assuming. Uh, I mean, I don't think that that kid, ha- it's not like he hasn't seen it before, right? I mean, 13. The 10-year-old, I don't know. Yeah, probably two. I remember the first titty I ever saw was in Cosmopolitan Magazine. I take it back. No, I saw it in Cosmopolitan Magazine. And then when I went to California to visit my cousin, and I was seven years old, we're running down the beach, and we passed, there was like a lady with her top off. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, what a, what a rush. We couldn't believe it. We thought we, thought we were seeing something that uh, we would never, it, like, it was like seeing a fucking uh, unicorn, you know, this chick with her top off. And I was really excited to take them to the football game, have them see what we experience, you know, throughout the fall, every single year. But Johnson experienced something she never has before. Two topless women whose torsos were covered in body paint. They have like a haphazard, you know, you kind of just sloppily painted on their back. And we're like, is that all they're wearing? We didn't know. And our first instinct is we have our kids with us. Oh, my gosh. We got to make sure we show them. Johnson. Ah, come on. Now you turn them towards it. You turn them towards it and you show them. You say these, those are titties. These are nipples. These women are, these are, when you become of age, you will be able to spot these women and you're both of age. You will be able to have sex with a woman like that because she is a girl who does. If she is willing to show her titties in public, this is who, if you really want to go have sex, you make a beeline for chicks like this. And that is a lesson learned here. You're not ready to have sex now, but one day you will. And this is who you have sex with. And later on, your dad and I are going to show you how we do it. Would not be let into the stadium dressed like that. But she says no one said anything as their tickets were scanned. No one said anything. Um, They walked past a police officer who was watching. I cannot get over this chick's eyebrows. That is fucking hideous. I think if I'm those kids, I'll say, Mom... We're more shocked by your eyebrows than those titties because you look like shit. Them, said nothing, didn't stop them. And I, my jaw just dropped, right? I'm like, what is going on? There's conflicting reports the girls may have been wearing pasties. Johnson says <laughs> if there were any, she didn't see them. And it's a lewdness against minors. You can't do that in front of kids. And You can have sex with kids in Utah. But you can't have lewdness in front of them. There were thousands of kids at that stadium that they just walked past. Oh! Oh! Think of the children! I have nothing better to do with my time, so I'm going to call the TV station and talk about the lewdness we saw! <laughs> reached out to the university and a spokesperson told me they're still conducting their interviews as part of this investigation and they expect to have more on this uh to say publicly a little bit later wow. in the week now there's been a lot of questions about the legality around something like oh this there was a federal ruling that took place a, a couple years ago so we looked into that we've posted all of that report isn't it weird though i mean if you want to get if you really want to focus on this all of this time wasted in our culture because everybody's wound up at a lady's body part and men can do it and women can't. That is, that's horrific to me. Women, if they want to take their tops off, 
it's going to take, it would take a lot of women with their tops off to make that not a shocking thing, but it shouldn't be a big deal. The fact that anybody gives a shit about a woman with her top off is ridiculous. Reporting over on our website as well at KUTV. I, that's fucking discriminatory. We're live outside the U tonight, Jim Speedway, KUTV 2 News. The big takeaway here is um, use that woman's face as an example of uh, how not to wear your eyebrows because that's embarrassing. Uh, Kenny says, pasties and paint at the football game sounds like they were covered up and this Karen needs to chill the F out. Uh, Linda says there are a lot of men who shouldn't be topless. Absolutely. But they can. So, I mean, culturally, I don't, th- I don't know if the world is ready for every chick with her top off, but it shouldn't be a big deal. You know, if she does. Oh, you're showing your tits. Oh, okay. All right. It's kind of funny, in my opinion. That's a very ballsy maneuver. If you're a lady and you say, you know what? It's so hot, man. I'm getting out of this fucking bra and letting these tits breathe. It's hot. I don't want to wear the bra. I don't want to wear the shirt. And that's it. You know? Kenny says that you know your daughter Jackie would be doing it. Absolutely. She's a sick fuck. Uh, Showbro Michael 91 says New York State law. Anywhere a man can be topless, a woman can be topless. That's great. And Chris says, but don't you dare swear in front of an old man. That's a little different. It's absolutely different. I'm talking about a woman's rights. Kyler's right to free speech should not be allowed. Kyler is such an offender. Uh, He is what Kyler is doing and what uh, Sarah are doing is they are abusing the right. They are going to make it so that there is a law against free speech and talking loud. And I would support that law. If there was a politician running and saying, look, I don't want to have attack ads. I just want to talk to you about what I'm running on. And I am running on two laws that I will implement when I am made president. Number one is Kyler's law. You cannot scream out swear words like an asshole. And then the other law is Sarah's law, where uh, any person can hold a a sound meter up to you. And if you are causing ear pain with just generally speaking inside, uh, you have to leave and you will be arrested and charged. God. Unbelievable. All right. So that whole thing is stupid. What an asshole that lady is. Okay. I've got an email I want to read to you from Randall about my story yesterday when I blew my nose in my hand, which uh, affected a lot of people. First, though, I heard from Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance, and this is what he said. Eric, are you still doing my ads every day? 
And I was like, well, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? Of course, I'm still, it's what you paid for. I do it. At, yes, I do it every single day I talk about you. Well, I haven't heard from anybody in quite some time. And I'm like, what? And he says, yeah, uh, it seems like it was going like gangbusters. People were calling me about healthcare.gov and me, uh, me uh, doing all of these steps necessary to get them in an, a health insurance policy and or Medicare. But it, it hasn't happened in a while. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. We got to get to the bottom of this. So then I said, yeah, I absolutely am talking about it. Now I got him on the phone and he goes, well, it's kind of my slow season too. And I'm like, well, there you go. I mean, it, it, that's what's happening clearly. But you need to know that open enrollment is about to happen. Okay. We're about a month away from that month, month and a half. Okay. Now, if you need health insurance today, he can still get you health insurance today. If you're a person who is either in between jobs, your employer does not offer health insurance to you because of maybe you work part-time or just doesn't offer it, or you are in business for yourself, you need to reach out to Frank Fuss. Please do that and mention my name. You can do it two ways. Go to the site, buyinsurancehere.com and fill out the form. Takes you one minute. That's basically him getting to know you and what your needs are. Or call or text 616-914-4070. Okay, he's going to direct you to the site that you need to go to to fill out the info so he can reach out to you and start, get the ball rolling. Now, what he is is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. He's an expert on Obamacare, which is the government-sponsored health care program that our government has done a terrible job explaining to you how this works. Most people don't even know, but you can get health insurance for a very, very low cost. Excellent health insurance. Great. The best you've ever had health insurance. You know what employ employers do when they're bringing in their people? They say, yeah, we got all the fringe benefits. We're getting you health insurance. They're paying for the least expensive option possible because it's money. You don't have to deal with that on that level when you're buying your policy from the marketplace. Frank's going to help you every step of the way. Get into a policy today. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan slash Social Security Guru. Uh, He can help you every step of the way. If you or someone you know or love is turning 65, tip them off about Frank because they can take care of all this shit in one fell swoop. He's the best. Trust me. Okay. Last but not least, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Get you into a mortgage today at about a 5.35%. Get a mortgage for your new home. Before you shop, 231-332-6505. Let's see here. Uh, Nothing appears to be working today. Randall writes this. Eric. This is not a breakup letter, though it sounds like one to start. 
All the breakup letters start with, yeah, I've followed you from here to there. I've supported you, but this time you've gone too far. I get it all the time. Uh, He writes, I've been listening to you since 2016 when I first learned about you on BBL. I've heard rants that make me laugh. I've heard rants I don't like or don't agree with, but brush them off because the good old, the good of Eric Zane far outweighs the few, the few things that I might not like. I've heard your gross stories. Every single one has made me laugh, especially anything NFK makes me laugh and smile. However, never have I been truly and simply just appalled by something you've said until today. Your snot rocket story on the tread, treadmill truly disgusted me like nothing you have ever said. That is saying a lot. It reminds me of the snot scene in planes, trains, and automobiles. The NFK with feces and peanut butter covered fingers <clears throat> and crusted underwear has nothing on snot rocket Zane. As you have said many times, you tr- truly feel a moment of hate when your favorite dog, uh, he wrote Daisy, but it's O'Neal, eats her poop and then comes to you and wants love. That is how I feel for you right now. I normally love you, but right now I hate you a little bit. Keep up the great stories. Sign Randall. Adam says the neck cracking disgusts me, so I get it. Audio check. Video check. This is the scene that he's describing to us. I don't remember this scene. This is not him, is it? Gee, I hope not. I realize on the audio podcast, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Are you Gus's son? I'm Owen. <laughs> you the shower curtain fella? Yeah. Yeah, Del Griffith. How are you? This is Neil Page from Chicago. Hi. <laughs> I'm to drive you to Wichita to catch a train. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Train don't run out of Wichita. Hmm? Unless you're a hog or a cattle. <laughs> People train runs out of stub bill. That'll be fine. That'll be, That'll great. be just fine. Oh. Now, leave it be. Get your lazy behind out here and put that trunk up in the back. Oh, no, no, the word, we've got it. It's very heavy. She don't mind. She's short and skinny, but she's strong. Her first baby, come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. Isn't that something? You're a real trooper. We've got it. We've got it already. It's done. (laughs) 
That looks like the Schaefer's. You know, Starfield's a little further than Wichita. Okay, now that's a fucking great joke. How much further? 30 miles. Maybe 40. I didn't realize Andrea and Jason starred in this movie. No more than 45, though. Depending on which way he goes. If he goes the back roads, it could be anywhere up to 70 miles. Ah! Ah! Scared the shit out of me. I'm in the glove. In the glove. Go! Just little <laughs> Give him the goddamn glove! Are we there yet? No, little way to go yet. Beautiful country, though, isn't it? How big the temperature is? One. Ha <laughs> ha, shit, all right. Maybe. That's what he's equating me to. I love it. Well done. We should take a poll. Which was more gross, snot rockets or vag meat? That was a Patreon story. That was a Patreon story. I miss John Candy. Love his movies. Yeah, no doubt. Man, you see, that's why there's no... It's true. There's no old fat people. This is why we got to keep on Kenny. There's no such thing as an old fat guy doesn't exist all right it is time for the asshole of the day brought to you by tc paintball yesterday it was the famous uh pedo people that would be Ari spears and um what's her name tiffany haddish your suggestions if you have any here's what's up uh talked about my trouble running yesterday talked about uh, Mike Ball is, um, is well, he, he says he's having problems. Um, we talked about Linda dating a guy that was 27 years older than her. That was quite a revelation. Maureen checked in with a shitty phone, and no one remembers what she talked about because we heard every other word. Uh, we had Dear Meathead. That was awesome. A good time there. The the guy whose finger fell off uh, at the hockey game. My God. The um, Montreal Canadiens are changing their jerseys. And we also talked about the Utah Karen which that is your asshole of the day. It's got to be her, you know? The Utah Karen is the TC Paintball asshole of the day. There you go. Patreon happens a little later on. I want to thank you for being here, uh, part of this show. If you are getting the show right now on Twitch and you are not on Patreon, I want you to say it with me now. I am going to sign up on Patreon today. I'm signing up for Patreon today. Say it with me. Sign up. Just do it, and then don't worry about it. Okay? Just do it and forget about it. I want you, because I want you to enjoy the Patreon with us. 
I'm going to show you some great NFL fan fights today that have taken place. The Lions had one, and um, let's see. Who else was involved in one? Oh, the Raiders. The Raiders game against the Chargers. There was one. I've been saving these. Uh, it happened over this past weekend. Also, the Cleveland Browns mascot is uh, getting a lot of attention. I need to discuss that. Some people are really, really violently upset about that. So I'm going to talk about those things on the Patreon. So sign up on the Patreon. I want to see you there. All right. 15 plus hours of content each and every week on the Patreon. That's going to do it today, though, for this free podcast. Oops. We'll talk to you down the road. Have a good one, folks. Thank you. Bye-bye.